Hey guys, it's the Spongeworthy Podcast. My name is Daryl Williams. And I'm Zach Hillman. And of course, today we are talking about Season 5, Episode 4, The Sniffing Accountant. And our guest this week is the fantabulous, uh, ginormous, absolutely, humongously talented, uh, all things superlative, April Lotshaw. I'm back here another week. And by that, I mean the same afternoon that we recorded the last episode. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Let's get this party started. Sponge worthy? She said I wasn't sponge worthy. Yes, I think I'm sponge worthy. I think I'm very sponge Sponge worthy? The sponge worthy podcast. Sponge worthy. Oh, right, guys. guys. <laughs> I'm going to start it again so that we're not talking at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yep. Include all of this in the episode. I think it's important people know. I, yeah, I want. I like that we started at the same time. We I are. like that we we're like you know simpatico. Yeah, I mean, I just we're we're uh, two bodies with one brain, Daryl, um, <laughs> and that that brain is malfunctioned. Um, <laughs> so we're back here with the delightful April Lodshaw. How you doing, April? I'm good. I'm same as before. It's only ten minutes later, so. Yeah. It's still raining, um, and I'm still suffering from depression. But other than that, killing it. I love pandemics. They make me happy and stable. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> yeah, everybody could use a going little, sentiment. Yeah. Everybody could use a little pandemic in their life. <laughs> Every everybody doesn't have a choice, Daryl. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah we're talking again about uh season five episode four the sniffing accountant uh and we start with a little bit of stand-up um that government is like parents for adults uh and then he goes on this extended leave it to beaver analogy where like right. you know eddie haskell is the guy your accountant or something and then like so, like, you wind up in prison, and then he's like, it sounds like you're going to go real hard on the beaver that night. And I was like, whoa, did Jerry Seinfeld just make a joke about manginas? And uh, is this the edgiest joke we've ever heard on Seinfeld? <laughs> You've never seen Leave it to Beaver? No, I've seen Leave it to Beaver. I know who the beaver is, but he said, like, oh, and you're going to wind up in a in a in a cell with like a couple of guys and then they're going to take it really hard on the beaver and i was like whoa shit <laughs> is this a jerry seinfeld ass rape joke what the fuck I didn't know that season five is where they go gritty <laughs> seinfeld <laughs> flash oz yeah <laughs> switches to hbo max this <laughs> he's like what's the deal with prison rape <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with being someone's bitch? Am I right? <laughs> they never stroke your hair after they fuck you. Some date that is. Yeah, um, so we're starting strong in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I feel like, um, why did I understand why they call it the sniffing accountant? But why don't they call it the drug addict or something more to deal with what they think? Like why he's sniffing the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if like they were just like if you if you called it the cokehead or if you called it like the the addict, then it would like not get past censors or something. It might be. Yeah, I guess this is the whole like Seinfeld. Like we're gonna call it something else, but we all know what we're like really talking about. Yeah, the insinuation is pretty obvious, but, right? Um, and they quickly, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but they quickly are like, why is he sniffing? Oh, he must be on coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we do start off at Monk's. We're with uh, George, Jerry, and Elaine, uh, and they're talking about Elaine's new boyfriend, who's a right. writer, and they're all like teasing her about it. Boo, 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 boo. 
And uh, the way he picked up on her was that he felt her jacket and he was like, is that Gabardine? And uh, her vagina soaked right through her pants. <laughs> it was like, a man who knows material must be straight. Let's go out. I was really expecting them to take that turn with it. It's right. more later, but I was really waiting for them to go hard on the like, he's gay aspect and they're like nope guess we just found a new fun way to hit on women and it's to aggressively grab their clothing and every character needs to try it yep yep (laughs) it's i don't think this has ever been a thing i've never thought to myself i need to touch some girl's clothing (laughs) i feel like this is probably the best way to get smacked or like suited with a sexual harassment lawsuit like this is yes the only way that this works is if the girl is attracted to you before you even do this and like she she would have to be on board before you ever even touch her you have to have a relationship with this woman first like even then but even me in april like i would never go up to her and just like casually touch her shirt and go like is that cotton it is isn't it yeah (laughs) probably take you to the hospital if you did i'd be like this man's having a brain aneurysm or something there's something wrong <laughs> but if uh, april was like this sweater is really soft i'd be like i'll take your word for it there's no <laughs> not canceling me to day lot shop <laughs> exactly if that actually if I was like this is really soft you know daryl would probably be like oh interesting Store that information away for later to try on that sweater alone in the house with your bra on underneath and the skirt. Uh, no, I would never do that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I think there's a reason that Daryl's camera only goes up to the neck, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that it's everything is normal. You know, just just you got slacks on and everything. You just have like a man, just a pedicure, just a bright pink pedicure and like a little toe right. ring. Right. Just something subtle. Some garter belts and, uh, you know, just just classy. Just for me, you know, because I'm worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and you like burlesque. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of sweaters, uh, Jerry's wearing like this weird sweater. I have no idea where they came up with this. Like, it yeah, looks, this is the sweater. This has to be the sweater. Looks like home insulation. It looks, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it looks like a bad fucking sweater that you get from your grandma and then never wear. Right, like the same material they would make like moving blankets with. Yes, I sweater, and I was immediately jealous, and I was like, I wish I had that sweater. <laughs> yeah. It looks like subcarpeting. I want it. It definitely looks like a sweater that April would wear. Totally. That is totally. You take those glasses from last episode that George was wearing. You get this sweater. This is totally an April outfit. I mean, it's always my plan at a moment's notice to be able to seamlessly blend in with the homeless population. (laughs) My backup plan always. You know, that's funny. Homeless people always have like one flashy article of clothing that they like dug out of the trash. Right, right, right. They're like, but what about my biker hat? And it's like, <laughs> right. What okay, there are shit stains on your jeans. Yeah. But you ever seen a homeless person with a companion animal, like a dog that yes. has better clothing than them? Because I've seen that in Seattle now. <laughs> You're like, is that designer? You're like, I don't know, but the dog has a shirt and the man doesn't. That dog is wearing lucky number seven. What's going on here? <laughs> crazy. Well, that dog's wearing Lululemon. That's crazy. I'm, I'm sure that the homeless people like uh ran the numbers through Excel and they were like, uh, yeah, if I dress the dog nice, I get way more contributions. It's probably true. You're so right. People well, don't care what I wear, but if the dog looks like fucking Lenny Kravitz's uh, schnauzer, then I get more money. People have more faith in the dog's ability to become Instagram famous than my ability to kick drinking. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> How is it that like we as human beings are like, someone's like, 
I would like to get something to eat today uh, instead of heroin, in addition to heroin, I should say. Uh, But that like doesn't supersede like a cute doggy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a dog works. I mean, people love pets. People love dogs. So then we have, uh, yeah, also Barry, the accountant coming in to uh, monks as well. And he starts sniffing everywhere. And what uh, a, real quick, what a hairdo he's got. He's balding, but it's just luscious underneath. Like he's just got like a mullet. Like he's got the back half of the Fabio hair and the front <laughs> half of George. And yeah. <laughs> yes, it keep this. I feel like this is a very popular look for like um, ancient vampires. Like I feel like a lot of ancient vampires in TV shows have this like very thin scully look in the front and then just like right. long, long flowing, gorgeous hair in the back. Yeah. They call that the Bram Stoker. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was about to stroker my bam when I, when I for that one i was just waiting for yeah well you you know what you came here for april lasha (laughs) i can't tell you how much i miss this shit i mean last episode talking about horse faces daryl we did that for two years (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah rest in peace sjp wait no she's not dead yet Oh my god! Are you guys are you guys going to do anything on the on the new show? And then mm. uh, what's it called? And then something happened on the way. No, to and just like that, feeding that's black what people. Uh, <laughs> where they all make a black friend, and it's somehow <laughs> super <laughs> offensive, and how not offensive it's trying to be. Uh, hey, some are Indian too. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Uh, but it is super woke. Yeah, it is super cool. But I don't know. I don't know if April has any. Uh, aspirations of doing another podcast uh it's a long endeavor yeah you- <laughs> there's there's new sex in the city and like i've heard you talking to me about it daryl but i'm hesitant to venture onto the new show because i've been burned before i was excited for the new seasons of arrested development i thought sure another spider-man movie how could that be bad and i was wrong every <laughs> You were talking about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, though, and I, I yes. correct me if I'm wrong, you still haven't seen the Tom Holland Spider-Man. I still haven't seen those, and I've been told that I should, and honestly, I should. I'm just, I'm gunshot. You've got to understand. It's okay. I watched that first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Finally, it is flaming horse poopies. Don't, I understand why you're traumatized. Basically. I saw it theaters i was there opening day look if my first babysitter was michael jackson i would be afraid of all babysitters but there are some good ones out there april (laughs) i can't take that chance (laughs) can't take that chance (laughs) ferris wheel was fun but the rest of it not so much There may be another podcast in the works. Who knows? But I'm just, I'm happy to be here now. I'm happy to relish in 90s. I mean, it's also, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like this podcast alone is like taking up a lot of time. Like you want me to do two now, Zach? Come on now. (laughs) Get get off your ass, Daryl, and do all the work for April too. God, what's (laughs) Daryl and we still got to go back to our podcast where I just ask uh, good comedian friends about what they did during the day specifically yeah I do like that episode concept I also like the idea of uh, you doing just like pitches the pitch please was fun too yeah yeah I forgot about that okay we gotta move on from talking about other podcasts that we've done that people don't (laughs) listen to <laughs> yeah, guys, please don't listen to this podcast. Come on. <laughs> so clearly, uh, they're thinking George and Jerry are thinking that uh, their accountant now is on coke because he's been sniffing a lot. Um, we cut to George and his parents' house. They're expecting him, which right? <laughs> and then they start eating. They're having dinner. Uh, George is like apparently putting on too much ketchup. 
Shrek is shouting at him immediately. Sorry, April, what'd you say? He takes a stand on the ketchup. Also, Zach, the fact that your background is blurred, you lifted your water bottle and that came up (laughs) as well. Made it look like you were sucking on a big dildo for a second. (laughs) How do you know I wasn't sucking on a big dildo for a second, April? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, don't I look dumb now. (laughs) No, they had a... Isn't there jizz on all of your faces? Just kidding. There's jizz on my face because it's one of those kind of dildos. (laughs) I paid extra. Yes. So then, yeah, like we're having this argument. Uh, I love Jerry Stiller in this. He's classic, just just yelling for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, um, then uh, uh, Frank wants wants George to get a job. selling bras he has like an right. at a bra factory uh and then frank's like we'll get one of your mother's bras so you can learn about bras which is the most scarring concept i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're talking about like you know do you know what they're made of and he's like they're made out of this like micro latex or whatever micro spanda <laughs> yeah and then um, he's talking about like the cups, like, you know, they have cups, right? They have different size cups. This was the least informed broad discussion I'd ever heard in my life. I was waiting when they're bringing up the mom's bra for her to just take it off at the table, and pull it out. Like, here you go, son. Now that would have been a move. Yeah, that, yeah. I like that move. That feels that feels very lived in. That feels <laughs> a little too close to home, huh, April? <laughs> uh but then yeah like he basically says like there's cups in the front and there's loops in the back that's pretty much it (laughs) i don't think there's too much you can learn about a bra i mean yeah i think the the sizing is learning how to appropriately size someone is probably the most complicated thing about a bra but it's not like there's there's no like owner's manual to a fucking bra. You do have to train to have one though. Get the training bras, switch oh. to bras, spend extra money on other things you don't need. Yeah. Did you ever feel like that like men sold bras though? Like I even in the like 93, I'm like, who what dude is selling bras? like maybe in a wholesale scenario they'd be like hey what if we put our bras front and center in your shop display or some like maybe you don't see like a dude working at victoria's secret that's not a thing Um, i feel like that's one of those situations that like it's it's the it's the made-up letter to penthouse they're like, I got a summer job helping as a bra salesman and I got to feel all the titties. And then it's just some sad kid who has to sort the underwear at the lingerie store. You yeah, all the returns. <laughs> yeah. These these bras smell kind of sweaty. Um, <laughs> you guys ever seen the episode of Beavis and Butthead where they go into like a Victoria's Secret knockoff type of store and they're like, Hey, Beavis, if we feel the bras, then it's kind of like we're feeling the boobs before the boobs are in there. And so they like feel like every bra and every piece of underwear with, I'm sure they're, they're like fucking Cool Ranch Dorito dusted fingers. <laughs> they're like just feeling all the fucking bras and underwears in this shop. You know, a 14 year old Daryl would have thought that made a lot of sense. <laughs> it still makes sense to me. I just. <laughs> Christina's like, hey, was my bra here? And I'm like, yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Why has it got nacho cheese on it? I don't know, babe. <laughs> I feel like I've learned nothing new in this conversation. About- <laughs> These are all established facts. You're right, April. Yep. <laughs> now, about Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Speaking of things, what I ought to not wear bras. Right. <laughs> so we have we cut to jerry and kramer they're hanging out at their house or at the apartment and he's talking about um the accountant and how he thinks the accountant's on coke or whatever and then he gives kramer his sweater too 
Yeah. Um, and apparently Kramer and Newman and Jerry all went in together on a CD. Right. Which right. is like, it's really weird that Kramer has the money to invest in a CD. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I also, Jerry hates Newman. So why would Jerry go in with, there, there's a lot of questions I have about this scenario. Right. Why are they I mean, maybe he gets way? a better interest rate if he has like a certain amount. Like maybe he gets a more a bigger return. Like if he gives them a certain. Sure, he, because I feel like um, a lot of CDs you have to put in a specific dollar amount for them to even take it. Um, right. Also, like, why are these guys comfortable doing it like sight unseen with the guy? I mean, my wife has done CDs before, and I'm like, I didn't meet that guy at our credit union but i trust my wife with my money because she has access to my accounts anyway right (laughs) but like they just i guess give jerry an envelope stuffed with five grand and hope for the best like it does seem like jerry or i mean at least kramer would kind of like just trust jerry in these types of things but newman definitely seems kind of like a wild card newman's a bigger uh question mark for me yeah right Maybe just con- Kramer convinces Newman, and since like Kramer's more like friends with Newman, he's like, "Well, if Kramer's in, I'm in." I guess so. And then uh, uh, Kramer's trying to get to the bottom of uh, the sniffing accountant, and he's right. like, "Did he use a lot of slang?" <laughs> right, right. Did he say "man"? <laughs> yeah, and he's definitely trying to like get to the bottom, but also like. I, I don't know if he then says like I'm gonna go f- track him down or I'm gonna like you know tail him. Yeah, and he was like he uh, he wants to get his money back. So um, then we switch over to um, Elaine. She's with her new boyfriend, right? Um, who uh, made her dinner, took her messages, um, and cleaned her whole apartment. Apparently, right? Yeah. Like how filthy was the apartment beforehand? Like, I assume that this is like female uncleanly, where it's like he dusted and like you know cleaned the countertops, and not <laughs> April uncleanly, where it's like, <laughs> why didn't you clean up after this uh, dildo jizzed everywhere? Right, <laughs> <laughs> Zach, because you brought it. Yes, you need to learn. No, I, I mean, feel- it, if you can think of a better way to celebrate winning Settlers of Catan, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, I'd like to make the point also, I got this sense with the previous episode too, but they keep, I, they keep doing that sitcom thing where you have the romantic interest, who's the current boo, who um, is perfect in every way, except that one thing and the one thing doesn't yep. work out drives you apart and every single one of these people i i watched the episode i'm like why are you with them why are you with seinfeld what does he have to offer you you're you're good you're you seem like a fine good person with a fine good place in the world and you're putting up with a lot of shit for no reason (laughs) right and they yeah they have a lot of weird deal breakers and i think that's the key to seinfeld's like little niche i guess because they always have like something about every character that's like that it crawls or like picks at them and they're like nope can't do it i can't do it even though one at a time how are we ever gonna work out right right (laughs) yeah and um so what happens here is he takes down her messages and one of the messages is myra had the baby and he didn't use an exclamation point yeah which is like who is jotting down a message that needs to like convey mood beyond the words that are there on the fucking post-it note? Right, right. I never, I've never written down a message and used, uh, you know, punctuation. Never done that. Um, but I'm not saying I've never done it in notes before. Like I have notes over here that, like, you know, have question marks because it's like, oh yeah, these are questions I want to bring up. Yeah, I mean, I, que- questions are different because it's like, oh, hey, do we have milk? Right, right. Yeah, I. But I, you wouldn't put an exclamation point like "get milk." 
<laughs> Good God, we need milk. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> I think I'd uh, yeah draw the line there. <laughs> so also, uh, go ahead. I feel, I feel like he would have gotten in less trouble if he'd just not taken any messages. Yes. Like if he'd never taken the message to begin with, they would be married. Yeah. Or I guess if he just remembered like, oh yeah, she called uh, her baby was born. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't know why it was such a sticking point for her though, that like he write an exclamation mark on the message. I guess that's what makes her an editor. I guess she's just super critical about like, you know, just words and punctuation. And we later find out like she starts putting them in everywhere. Yeah. But like editors are so, I, I feel anti exclamation mark because exclamation marks are sort of associated more with like sensationalist writing. Right. Like You see a lot of exclamation marks in like, more genre fiction or more um pulp or um like like page turner type of fiction right low brow low brow yeah i told you not to go in there right (laughs) no like or like yt stuff like yeah exactly where it's like if you if you need to be told that someone's urgent in this moment then like fucking rewrite the sentence (laughs) i feel like would be more the note that uh, you know a real editor would give I feel like if you're like an editor and you're basically just like telling a writer like what if you put an exclamation point here it's like a producer on a tv show that's like what if the dog is a dalmatian <laughs> what, yeah. what I this what I got from this whole thing is that if Elaine had a Facebook account she'd be insufferable on it <laughs> like so many replies to other people's posts that aren't needed at all like it's not your it's your right she'd be like <laughs> lol did you really laugh out loud did you yeah, yeah no i remember uh because i went to school for creative writing and um there's this this famous quote i don't i don't know if it's apocryphal or not but apparently f scott fitzgerald said i hate when i see an exclamation mark because it's like a writer laughing at his own joke Oh, that! But also, I laugh at my own jokes. It's, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, but also, I'm fucking funny, bitch. Fuck you, F. Scott. F. My Scott, bitch. <laughs> the title of my thesis. <laughs> it would have been funny if he spelled his name like F. Exclamation point, Scott Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his slam poetry name. That's his <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, the rest of it is calm. <laughs> it's just the F that you got to put mustard on that F. Yeah, if <laughs> you Scott Gerald. <laughs> um, yeah. So like they get into an argument. He leaves. He basically is Boring like, "I'm up. out." Yeah. Um, and she's kind of like, "What? I can't believe you left. We should be still fighting about this." <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Jerry and Elaine are then debriefing at uh, Jerry's apartment. Right. And uh, Kramer has, you know, additional uh, follow-up questions about the sniffing accountant. Uh, and he is, uh, he insists that they call the accounting firm. And it turns out that Barry uh, left all of a sudden to go to South America. Right. And mm-hmm. Elaine's like eating ice cream the whole time. Which I think is an actor's thing. Like actors need to always be like doing something. They can't just be sitting there like twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. No. And you know, chocolate ice cream. Pretty I mean it. Stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, she's kind of giving them the like, alt- like not third degree, but definitely saying like, "Are you serious? Like, you guys really think that this guy's like a drug addict?" Are you impugning an entire continent? And then Jerry says, yes, I'm impugning an entire continent. <laughs> and then the yeah. studio audience laughs. Yeah, I, but I'm like, okay, I I know that there's a lot of cocaine that comes from like Ecuador or Colombia. And I don't think there's a lot of cocaine coming from Chile or 
Uruguay. Like, <laughs> there's right. a whole fucking continent. <laughs> They've got other things, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's just going to Brazil for Carnival. I don't know. He could <laughs> visit Machu Picchu. There's more than just cocaine in this entire fucking huge slab of land, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, maybe he just loves coffee. <laughs> maybe he has a mistress. Maybe he's doing something else wrong. But then what about the yeah, he Wouldn't could be, be buying an endangered species so he can eat it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, like what if instead of like doing cocaine, he was like you know like another Epstein. He was like you know oh, yeah. trafficking children, doing in sex slavery and stuff. And they're like, oh wait. Actually, the Coke would have been way better. Yeah. Take it up to little Barry's snipping account in Ireland. Yeah. Guess what I sniffed there? <laughs> it wasn't cocaine. It was 12-year-old panties. <laughs> God. Oh, it sounds terrible when Daryl says it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's because there's... So... Oof. Oh, Daryl. Way too so, much yeah. We um, have Newman showing up too. So now Newman's on the case, and then they're all like saying, like, yeah, we should crack down or like basically go find him and they immediately decide to put together a sting operation. They're like, this seems like the next logical step. Right. We can do what cops do. And they're like, you know who's like the most even-keeled, normal-acting, non-goofy-as-shit one of us? Kramer! Kramer should be the one to go into the bar and engage him. But I also like how when they're on that sting operation, like, they're they're talking about, like, what day, like, has a feel. Like, it feels like Monday. You know, Monday has a feel. Friday has a feel. I feel like Tuesday. every day has a feel. I didn't agree when they were like, Tuesday doesn't have a feel. I'm like, Tuesday has a feel. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it has a feel. I don't know. It's it's like it's like the bookmark while you're waiting for other days to come. Mm. Yeah, but that's a feeling. I guess so. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they have a. So then Kramer goes into the uh, a bar, basically tries to like you know sit next to the uh, the accountant Barry. He's wearing the the fucking jacket. Again, the, yeah, the sweater. Uh, it's it's later revealed that it's moleskin, but it's a moleskin sweater. Yeah, uh, he, he lights a cigarette and he's like, "Feel good all the time," and then he chugs a beer while he's smoking the cigarette, which was just like the most pimp ass thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and he chugs the whole beer. Which also, let's not forget that the whole time he's wearing sunglasses at nighttime, it looked very much like Morpheus's sunglasses from Definitely. the God, They're yeah. long and rectangular. He came in with like the most cokehead energy you could enter a room with. Like he looks like a guy who, you know, gets down. Like, <laughs> and he uh, usually comes in like 50% of the way there. You know, mm-hmm. he's really pushing this time. Yeah. He's like, I want to say this guy that I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? According to uh, Michael Richards on IMDb, he says that this is his favorite episode. Really? Mm-hmm. His his stuff in the bar is pretty funny. Right. But he it is definitely right backwards in his mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, he chugs the beer and the cigarettes in the glass the whole time, but then he also like still blows out a drag. Like the cigarette's still lit somehow. I don't even this is like vaudeville shit now. He must have like a trick cigarette under the <laughs> under the bar or something. Like he he must have run this so many fucking times in his trailer. He built a recreation of the set bar in his trailer so he could practice this over <laughs> and over. <laughs> Until he had it down pat. Just his right. hand calloused where the cigarette sits. And he's just like, again! Again! <laughs> it's not perfect! <laughs> so basically, like, yeah, he's he's weirding uh, Barry out. Barry's definitely like, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And also, when I come back, 
I'm not gonna sit next to you. Like I'm I'm gonna sit over there. And then Kramer says, Hey bud, I'm hip. And the guy's like, I don't give a shit. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like you. You have a weird vibe. He's like, <laughs> he's like, No, I'm serious. Like, I definitely am down for whatever you're doing in the bathroom. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Then we go back to uh, Jerry and Newman alone in the car, um, right. which is, you know, not surprisingly uneventful. They're talking about dental floss versus dental tape, which we talked about this off mic a little bit. What the fuck is dental tape? Right. It must have been another thing that was like dental floss, but not. I was wondering if like maybe dental tape is... You know, the dental floss that's more like flat and rectangular. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then because Newman is apparently learning to floss in this scene, <laughs> he's like, try dental floss. And then he does it and he just leaves it on, he it on the dash. What the fuck? <laughs> the dash- <laughs> oh, this seems right. So Jerry's yeah, that- child who like can't go out with like with anyone who like doesn't laugh at his jokes or like eats peas one at a time is like totally fine with Newman putting bloody dental floss on his fucking car dashboard. Because you know it's bloody. You know <laughs> floss or dental tape, whatever that is. Newman. No. Has poor dental hygiene. Just look at the band. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, feel good all the time, right? (laughs) That was the message that I took away from this episode. Uh, Yeah, he puts it on the dash. Um, Yeah, I'm assuming like dental tape is almost like uh, instead of it being like a string, it's more of like a ribbon. Yeah. And like, that's what that one floss type is like. Where, yeah, waxy. Yeah, I'm guessing th- that must be the type that I use. But I've always, I've always seen it called floss or like hmm. waxed dental floss. Or maybe something. floss is like a actual brand name, like you know, like Band Aid or Velcro. An eponym. Ah, right. yes. Yeah the fuck are we doing just let's google it i googled it and i didn't find anything that was dental tape well it's probably yeah discontinued it it must be like a 90s thing like dude i remember one time i was reading um the salinger book uh franny and zooey and uh there's this one scene where it talks about like oh i don't know how you can brush your teeth with that tooth powder you should use toothpaste. And I was like, what the fuck is tooth powder? (laughs) (laughs) So like Johnson and Johnson, like got to Salinger and was like, Hey, Hey, you should put this in your book. That powders splitsville. You hear? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think they talked like in the 1950s? (laughs) (laughs) After you use that dental powder, you could have a sarsaparilla. Yeah, hop in your Ted Lizzie and get on the road. Yeah, so like I had gams on the <laughs> yeah. maybe like yeah, like this is like a, another type of sponge, you know, like a product that was in the nineties, but now it's you know okay. was yeah. like it it killed a baby or something at one time. So they're like, Well, we can't have dental tape anymore. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, so uh, compared to dental floss, dental tape, also known as ribbon tape, is flatter, broader, and a little more stretchy. Right. Dental tape is often made of waxed nylon or polythylene fiber, and it's generally around one millimeter wider than dental floss. So it literally is just the dental floss that we all call dental floss, but it's the flat, waxy one instead of the, like, thready one. Right, string, yeah. It- Okay, so that's the type of dental floss that I use. I guess I'm a dental taper. But I guess Jerry Seinfeld hates you for using it. He thinks you're an idiot. I mean, he he thought I was an idiot for lots of other reasons before this. But um, I mean, to be honest, I don't want to like nitpick, but I use those like wishbones. So I don't even use like... Oh, you use the flossers? I've heard those are really bad because they jam the plaque into the base of your teeth. Hmm. Well... 
that might make a, that's, that's probably why I don't have any teeth anymore. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> but hey, I don't have to buy any flossers, so Ooh. who's the idiot now? Where are they all of you? <laughs> so uh we got uh kramer then follows barry into the bathroom kicks down his stall and takes a fucking bowler out of the guy right which what, also what a terrifying thing what a, what a crime what a literal crime to commit exactly. yeah this is like fucking what what crime would this even be Har- harassment definitely yeah, like um, mm-hmm, like invasion of privacy, like yeah, uh, indecent exposure. But it's the opposite. It's like invading someone else's privacy. Yeah, um, um, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Um, also, what do you think he's doing? Like, do you think he's literally just taking a shit? I mean, maybe he was like taking a shit, but like maybe he had like a girly magazine with him. I don't know. I mean. There was something that was bad enough that they include it later. So, like, maybe he's shitting and he's got his dick in his hand. I don't right. know. Right. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not implying that he was actually doing rails. Yeah. So, like, uh, what else was he doing that they were going to, like, incriminate him with this? Like, oh, we're going to show everybody these pictures of you taking a shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was very confused by this because I got the impression that he was just taking a shit and they were including the photo as a form of confusing intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have pictures of you shitting, buddy. And we're going to ruin your life. <laughs> like, like, like as this... have nudes. When they get nudes leaked, you know, like we're going to send it to your workplace. We're going to send it to your girlfriend. It's like, we're going to make everyone look at you shitting on a toilet. You don't want that. What? What? <laughs> right. Anyone who saw you shitting on a toilet would not be able to respect you ever again. So, in that sense, kind of a Machiavellian brilliance from Kramer and Newman here. What if they did send it to like the New Yorker or like? Look the at New this York- sick little weasel. He was just taking a normal shit. What the fuck's wrong with this piece of turd? Like, but they sent it to the New Yorker, like the Unabomber thing. Like- yeah gotta print this or we're sending bombs in the mail and they're like guess we have to <laughs> and this man taking a very hard shit it's very humiliating for him and then he just loses his whole business because everybody <laughs> that sees him taking a shit in the newspaper is like i can't have that as my accountant fuck that fighting <laughs> all- his lower lip like a total degenerate these <laughs> are Cut scenes that led to his drug addiction. (laughs) (laughs) So after uh, Kramer takes the picture, which is weird, uh, we cut to uh, George at the interview and he's, uh, you know, in this uh, office that's like just riddled with bras. Like if this, if you were a sale, like the head of a bra company, would you just have bras in your office? Just on this felt like Larry Flint's office. I'm going to be honest. There was like a lot of tits on this guy's wall. Right. Right. Proud of his work. (laughs) Keep him perky. He's trying to stay on brand on message on nipple. We support women. Because they give us their money. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, he, you know, quickly asks George, like, you know, why do you want to be a salesman? And then he basically gets this, goes into this story about, uh, you know, how he was born to be a salesman. He was always drawn to bras. He fondled his friend's mother's bra when he was 14. (laughs) And this is like not an instant, like, kick out of the interview moment. The guy's like, that touched my soul. Yeah. He was in. Quick question. What were the first bras each of you fondled? Mm. Probably mm. my sister's, I guess. Yeah, I would have to say a sister's or my mom's. Yeah. Or, yeah, mom, when I was a kid, I guess. I don't know. Well, my oh. pa- my uh, family would do like a, like laundry. We would like switch off laundry days so like there would be a lot of times when i would do my sister's laundry so of course yeah i was definitely touching them 
Don't, don't sound so proud, Daryl. Jesus. <laughs> I wasn't proud of it. I was just, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to say these things to impress the other middle schoolers. <laughs> I quickly realized, too, that, uh, you know, never put a bra in a dryer, I guess. Like, you always hang them. These are facts. These are facts. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he uh, he aces this job interview. Uh, and the guy, Mr. Farkas, is like, be here at, on Monday at nine o'clock. And George is like, if it's all right with you, I'll be here at eight. Which my first thought was, George, do not overpromise. Because <laughs> I was like, George is going to like, George is going to fuck up being there at nine, yeah. let alone eight o'clock. Like, right. My only thought was like, yeah, I'll be there at eight. In the back janitor's closet. <laughs> like I implied that I do. I also thought it was like a George move to be like, I'll be here at eight because uh, I'll get an extra hour's worth of pay, right? <laughs> I mean, he's like, I'll be here at eight waiting for the janitor to show up with the keys and then <laughs> let me into my office at nine. Right, exactly. The guy should have been like, "No, no, no, we don't open before nine. Please do not come." At eight. Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes and like walks to the elevator, and he runs into this like woman, and then he slowly like yeah like rubs her her material on her clothes, and uh, she gets freaked out clearly. Mm-hmm. And by uh, the way, this is Caitlin Miller. Um, we all know from uh, Scrubs, the Drew Carey show. Uh, yeah, right. And right. fucking every TV show, pretty much. Uh, She's uh, married to Bill Lawrence. Yeah. Super, super hilarious woman. Uh, a little bit wasted on this role. Yes. Okay, but, you know, whatever. She got the she got the paycheck. So, yeah, she freaks out. She basically is like, what the fuck? Why did you even touch me, you weirdo? Mm-hmm. And George is like, oh, I was just um, I was just here talking to Mr. Farkas. And she's like, Farkas, get out here. If this asshole is here on Monday, then you're gone. Um, so George had a job for about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> right. And then he ruined it because he sexually harassed somebody, which <laughs> <laughs> way to go, you fucking boob. <laughs> So then uh, after that, we cut back to um, Elaine at her work and uh, she's like talking to her boss and her boss is basically talking about like some manuscript that she edited. And uh, apparently the others exclamation points everywhere. Yeah, they're really mundane sentences like it was a little wet that day. (laughs) Stuff like that. Uh, uh, I feel like we haven't seen Mr. Lipman in a while. Mm-mm. nope he doesn't show up often but occasionally he'll show up for sure yeah. i think this is like the third time we've seen him yeah yeah it's been a him it's been a couple seasons i want to say too mm-hmm. but uh he basically tells her to ditch all the exclamation marks that she put into jake's book um and i think that's kind of that's kind of the end of that uh plot line right or right. less uh, just take him out of the draft. Um, so then we have uh, Jerry and Kramer and Newman. They're drafting a letter to uh, take their funds back from Barry. Right. Um, and uh, they're putting like exclamation marks at the end of every line. <laughs> Double exclamation mark. Um, and they're like, all right, send it off. And as they're about to send it, Kramer and Newman put in the Polaroid. <laughs> right (laughs) which again like i don't know what message that's sending but i like it secret shame that he defecates just like the rest of us Um, yeah but you don't want to see it that's what i'm saying i mean i guess it is like uh in a weird way the most vulnerable a person is is when they're taking a dump yeah yeah so this is the version of in psycho that being stabbed in the shower scene where you're naked and alone and defenseless this poor man 
was in a bar toilet stall thinking he was safe. <laughs> granted, if it was in black and white, would have been a horror sequence. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we have a pizza guy. He shows up um, and then uh, while Kramer is wearing the uh, just atrocious sweater mm-hmm. uh, and the pizza guy starts sniffing and he's like, oh, is that mohair? Because I'm allergic to mohair. And then they're all like, oh, wait, Jerry was wearing this stupid, ugly sweater. And so was Kramer around the sniffing accountant. You don't think. Yep. And then everybody's obviously this is the dramatic irony of like the audience has always thought like, yeah, of course, it's the sweater. You don't. You dummies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? <laughs> Why would you think it was anything else? But um. So uh, we also switch to uh, Newman. He's going to the mailbox, um, right. and the uh, there's a woman that gets there ahead of him, uh, and he lets her put in her letters first. But then he feels her material. Right. He does the like little pinch of the like material, like everybody else has been doing this whole episode, and then she obviously freaks out too. He runs away and drops the letter, so the letter actually doesn't end up in the mail. Mm-hmm. which uh then it turns out um oh and sorry then we have this scene where uh uh frank confronts george about getting fired uh you know pretty right. front of the mill frank just screaming at george <laughs> basically like giving him shit too for like touching the shirt like why would you even do that like He's in its classic Frank Costanza. Mm-hmm. It's, it's parents are having the correct reaction of like, are you a criminal? Is this <laughs> a sign of something we should have known all along? Yeah. <laughs> His parents are pretty much the only like sane people in this episode. Yeah. So, so um, then we have later at monks uh jerry kramer and elaine uh and they're revealing that barry filed for bankruptcy uh and they would have had their money back if the letter had been mailed when newman dropped it um so the misdirect was a misdirect of a misdirect basically um did did we ever find out why barry went bankrupt um, apparently, I mean, according to the stand-up at the end, like, uh, yeah, he definitely stole money and like was a drug addict with it. Yeah. We don't get proof in the episode, right? But not really. But that's if, the the double bluff. Is the like, wait, he was a coke addict. Yeah. Misdirective, misdirective, correct. That's. <laughs> but then we end the episode kind of on like this girl showing up with jerry and she touches his shirt and goes like oh what's that made of <laughs> he's just like yeah it's like you know fifty percent polyester and it's like that sounds like an atrocious material mm-hmm. also you have no idea how percentages work jerry seinfeld <laughs> and but that's why i hate you back you bastard <laughs> But it does prove the original supposition that uh, most forms of flirting will work if you're objectively attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a much higher success rating. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, we end up with uh, the stand up about the accountant took money for drugs, which I'm guessing we're kind of saying. I, I we're assuming that this is breaking the fourth wall of uh fictional Seinfeld versus stand-up Seinfeld right we think this must reflect the actual content of the episode which maybe that's why they had the uh stand-up be this stand-up because they're like oh man we didn't write an ending like we didn't have we didn't button this up enough yeah, the, the whole like feeling the material thing was a weird, it felt like a weak button. To Definitely. Me. I feel like that probably 
was there was probably a slew of awkward high schoolers and people on buses for just like a week of time. We're like, maybe who just went around feeling fabric and then being punched out. (laughs) They're like, but Jerry Seinfeld did it. What? Oh, man. My hero, Jerry Seinfeld, did it. The real man's man. What male comedian has ever upset a woman? (laughs) (laughs) Or crossed a boundary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So uh, that pretty much brings us home. April, of these two episodes that we watched, The Sniffing Accountant and The Glasses, which would you say was your favorite? Well, it's it's a tough choice, honestly, um, because I'm a big fan of the female parts being poor, like not very written out or representative. <laughs> and I love um, confusing stand-up that really <laughs> directly to the plot, uh, but not to the true art form in the way that a stand-up special would. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, no, they were both good. I liked them. I got more into it by, by the second episode, I think. I think the first episode, I was really thrown off by the laugh track. I'm just so out of like sync right. with that. The second one... I was on board with it. And I think the, yeah, I just liked the writing in the second one better. It was still kind of like, you know, the whole time, but, but there was, there was a funness to it. You know, I liked the vaudeville stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like uh, in the second episode, the accountant one, uh, Kramer is definitely more on Kramer's point. Like he's definitely like, that's why I think why uh, or Michael Richards likes this episode so much is because it yeah it kind of shows his range. Yeah, I I struggle with both of these episodes because it feels like you know the only reason that there's a conflict is because we're not talking to someone like we're not right running an issue directly and that just like sort of lends itself to this this feeling of um schmackty sort of uh but that's classic seinfeld like it's always like if they could have had a conversation if could have, if someone was an adult in this situation this would all be resolved in one five minute conversation <laughs> yeah that's true i mean and i kind of like um i do like all the all the physical bits of uh of fucking a uh, fucking kramer and the bar is pretty money. Um, it's like I guess I'd I guess I'd give it to the sniffing accountant. Um, but yeah, I don't. I guess so. I guess I'll I'll agree with you guys. Right, and we're also like you know super woke because we don't like episodes about dog murdering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those of you out there who think that there are only two genders and it's okay to murder dogs, go to hell. so the other question that we always ask our guests april is uh what's particularly sponge worthy in your life right now anything special phrase mean (laughs) you know what's special anything uh point out like that you would like to reflect on positively oh i'm not living in a greenhouse anymore that's That's been going on for a while right yeah, but I'm still thrilled about it. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. The first year of the pandemic living in a person's backyard, because I'm a comedian in her 20s. It's what we do. Yeah. Uh, and now that I'm not, I'm just, it's, it's, that's the only bar that had to be crossed. That's every. No room. longer say that all my roommates are azaleas. So <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> There were also spiders. <laughs> of course, you can't kick out the spiders. They're right. good there's, for the compost. Exactly. There's insulation between me and the world now. I'm. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, you're not getting all of your electricity from natural light. 
oh, I had electricity. I just didn't have running water or internet. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm imagining you like drinking from those misters as they like feed succulents. And like, right. <laughs> I, I imagine you running your internet with water. <laughs> like it's like a I just make a, a little line. I set it up next to the plants. It hooks up to my laptop, which is just frying because also yeah, that's also how you refine your grains. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. an all-purpose internet mill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I live in Seattle. That's basically the dream here. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of sorghum in that town. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's so really are- glamping version of homelessness <laughs> so what about you uh zach what's sponge worthy in your life um well i already i talked earlier about the candy that we bought so uh i guess i'll say uh had surgery this week um right and i'm uh i'm no longer on the uh, opiate medications uh <laughs> which means that my bowels are back to normal and i am pooping like gangbusters and uh feels so fucking good chuck mangione uh really loving this uh two poops a day life it's great well get ready for me to surprise you with taking a picture of your next dump (laughs) (laughs) and if you could get me while i'm like in this compromised scarred state trying (laughs) not to push because it will like split open my hernia wounds then yeah that would be embarrassing, incriminating stuff for sure. Don't send that to my boss. Oh, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah. It's going on the group chat. Yeah. I need to tell it to everyone, there. I look forward to it. <laughs> what about you, Daryl? Um, well, I might be on a game show coming up soon, so that'll be fun. You've been um, teasing that, man. You've been teasing that. Yeah, happened for you. I've gone through two auditions already, so hopefully, maybe I'll get a call. Maybe I'll get a. I have to do a third one. I don't know. And it's with uh, Justin and who's the other guy? Oh no, actually, yeah, it's just me and Justin. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Justin Marquez, guys, he was on the show a while back. Very funny cat, yeah. But other than that, uh, yeah, I don't know, just living life, you know, and chilling. Good stuff. Another week COVID-free, right? That's, That's so true. Cool. Haven't had COVID yet, guys. Very good. Very good. I'm like April, you bastard. <laughs> and then got better. Suck on my immunity. <laughs> God, I wish I could. <laughs> I'm a sad little lupus boy. Give me some of those sweet, sweet antibodies. <laughs> you can't have them. You can't have them. Daddy needs his fourth booster. Um, <laughs> oh man! Well, April, always a pleasure. You, I love talking to you. Uh, you're you're probably the person other than Zach that I talk to on podcast most. Yeah. You. It's. I like to think that it was the two and a half years we spent doing one. That's. Yep. Yeah, I was definitely, guys, if you ever want to uh, hear me and April do the same exact thing, but to a completely different show. And much drunker. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And listen, listen to the episodes that I was on, because if those monetize the highest. I, I received no compensation from whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but they do, they do. They get a little bit of, a little yeah. bit of- that so uh the last month i will i will say we got a whole seven (laughs) dollars that's enough to buy a piggy bank to keep the no money left over in that's uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah definitely check that out guys it's uh called you're such a sex in the city podcast very very funny stuff uh that obviously influenced a lot of what daryl and i do here uh in april would you please throw out your uh, social media info for all of our listeners to find you i'm on facebook april lotshaw not a lot of lotshaws out there no nope you'll nope. probably find me <laughs> yeah they've all uh burst into flames in the california sun except april um <laughs> And we're very glad. 
I use them as human shields. <laughs> She's the last one, guys. She's the Highlander. <laughs> a very Scandinavian looking people. And uh, we're so we were so glad to have you on, April. You guys know what to do. You can follow us in the liner notes, like, comment, subscribe, yada, yada, yada. And uh, until next time, keep it SpongeBob. So you think you're sponge worthy? She said I wasn't sponge worthy. Yes, I think I'm sponge worthy. I think I'm very.